Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited about what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can go to my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Well, grab your Bible and let's get into today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Kimberly Thompson. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for sponsoring this episode. God bless you. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 10. I'm very honored and delighted to have with me a special guest here with me today, and she's going to be sharing her testimony, and it is none other than my wonderful mother, Anna Cornette. Most of you, a lot of you know her as Mama Anna or Mom, but to me, she is Mama, and I just thank God for her, for her uh, example of faith and her encouragement over the years and how she stands in the gap and prays for me and my siblings. I just thank God for this intercessor, this mighty woman of God. I thank God that she is my mother and that she has been a mother and is a mother to us. And I just thank God for her. So very honored to have you today. Mama, why don't you just say hello to all the listeners out there? Anna Cornette. Hi there. (laughs) Mama's going to start off. She's going to just begin by sharing her personal testimony. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast or perhaps you haven't done so yet, um, one of the very first episodes that I did was I shared my own personal testimony. And uh, I want to ask her to share her testimony today. It is a powerful, powerful testimony. And I just thank God that he has saved her and that he has just just continuing to keep her. So she's going to share her testimony with you. So without further ado, I'm going to send it on over to my mother as she ter- shares her testimony. God bless you. Well, Minister Paula, on uh, when I was 12 years old, I joined church. And uh, with doing that, I thought I was saved. I thought that's all you had to do was join church. Mm-hmm. So um, I was secretary of the BYPU and sang in the choir and went to church every Sunday. And then as I grew older, I moved away from uh, home and moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. And I didn't attend church okay. when I first moved here. So I um, I didn't do a lot of bad stuff, but I did some things that was not right. And um, I got married, had four children, and uh, still wasn't going to church or living for the Lord. So I began to work at a job at Foreign Bureau Co-op, and I met a young man there uh, by the name of Eldridge Young. And uh, he he and I worked together. He worked in the computer room, and I was a data entry operator. And there was a couple of other people that worked there also. Mm-hmm. But uh, I noticed one day a change in him. Uh, he would come through before he got saved, and he was just not not very didn't look too good, you know, just had a mean look on his face <laughs> yeah. all the time. But once he got saved, I knew that something was different about him. And that's when he told me that he had 
accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. So you could see the obvious change yes. in, in his life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I could. So once he got saved, he started talking about God. I mean, every time we seen him, he wanted to tell us about God and what God had done for him. And we just came to the conclusion that he had lost his mind. <laughs> a Jesus so, fanatic. Huh? Yeah, we said a Jesus fanatic. <laughs> this man is a Jesus fanatic. But he always talked about the Lord to everyone he met. So one day I came in there. I worked, we worked at nights. And um, my machine that I usually worked on was uh, broken. So I had to go to the back to another ma machine. So I was working away, and I was I saw the corner of my eyes. Oh, I said, oh, here he comes. <laughs> so he came, and he sat down, and he started talking. I can't tell you what he said, but when I heard it, I said, he was said he was talking about someone, but it was me that he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I thought, now, who told him this? Only Only God knew this. But he was talking, and then he got up and left. No, before he got up and left, he said, the only thing I heard was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, it's like something came out of my ears, and something fell off my eyes. Mm. And it was like I could see and I could hear differently. Mm. So he got up and left, and I said, what has happened to me? <laughs> I mean, I just felt changed. Yeah. So... I would go in there when we'd come to work. I'd go in there and knock on the window and ask him to come out. And I said, tell me more about this Jesus. And so he did. And I made up in my mind that I was going to give my life to God. And I was going to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. And I did. And Eldridge discipled me. He just told me some things I needed to do. And he said, if anything you need to do, ask God to help you. And I did. And the one thing God told me that I re needed to renew my mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the first books that I uh, read or the first ministers that I listened to, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, was Lester Summerall and Fred Price. Mm -hmm. And the first book I read was The Making of a Champion by Lester Summerall. And it just changed my life. It was just such a wonderful book. And... Uh, and that's what I wanted to be a champion. So I had wanted to be a better child of God. I wanted to be a better mother, a, a better wife, a better mother, a better friend. Just everything I wanted to do was to be to glorify God in everything that I did. And you know, I when when I was younger, um, when I first moved to Indianapolis, I thought I was saved. I didn't drink. I drank to be sociable. Mm -hmm. I didn't uh, steal or kill, and I would only curse you out if you mess with me. <laughs> so I thought I was safe, but I was on my way to hell, and I didn't know it. But God sent Eldridge along. He used him to save me. And also, uh, the church that Eldridge was going to at that time was Love Christian Fellowship under the leadership of Pastor Brian Hudson. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know was that they were praying for me, and they had prayed for me for two years. Wow. And then uh, Eldridge told me that the night he came and talked to me and that when this fell off my out of my ears and off my eyes, that he had prayed for me mm. all night. He said, off and on, all night, he had interceded for me. And he had said to God, 
I don't want to go to heaven and Ann not be there. Mm. And I said, oh, how how beautiful that was. And to how, have a friend that loves you that much. Yes. To pray for you all night long because your soul is so very important. Yes. And that he loved you enough to pray for you. And at the church, I mean, it just shows you the power of prayer. Yes. And sometimes we don't understand that, you know, when we're praying for someone, we don't might not always see it. It seems like it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. But God is working. You know, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. And we see that evident in your life that those prayers availed much in your life. And at that moment, at that time, hey, when you heard that name, Jesus, mm-hmm. hey, every all that deception had to bow at the name of Jesus. Yes. And you're just like Paul. You know, it's kind of like a Paul on the Damascus Road, how he had an encounter with God. And once you've had an encounter with God, you're what? Never the same Amen. again. And so I think that is just, not only did he pray for you, and not only did he, um, you know, but he discipled you, which yes. is so important, which a lot of times, you know, people get saved, then they're just left. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do, I, you know. And it's so wonderful that he didn't just leave you there, but that he he discipled you. I want you to also share, um, because this was kind of paramount in your testimony as well, about um, the fire that we had. Mm-hmm. To, you know, kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Well, and just kind of, you know, what God did, because he kind of used that almost kind of yeah. like as a precursor, you know, kind of led up to a lot of events led up to your, um, you know, to you being truly saved. Yes. And that was one of them. So just share that with them. Uh came home one night from work and um, my husband, my ex-husband was was uh, standing there, but I smelled smoke when I hit Shadeland Avenue. I smelled smoke. And he was standing at the corner of where our house was. And I said, is the fire at our house? He said, yes, but everybody's all right. So I went down there, and our house was just engulfed Mm -hmm. in flames. And I went over and made sure all the kids was there, and I counted one, two, three, four, and him. That's five. And then I just stood there and looked, and one of the neighbors came over to me, and she said, how can you just stand there so calm and look at everything, you know, all the stuff that you have is going up in flames? And I looked at her and I said, um, you know, the most important things to me are the most important are those five people right there. Mm-hmm. That they were saved and I just thank God. And I think that opened up my heart that I saw God working that then. That he saved us. That he saved yes. you. And I was not saved, mm-hmm. but he... Protected us. And you know, the word said, when we're faithless, God is still That's faithful. Right. Yes, he is. Yes, and he, he is. was faithful that day. And he saved all five of you. And I just thank him every day Yes. for that. Yes, yes. Thank God for that. You know what? Something else that I was thinking about as well is just that, you know, everybody's story is different and how they've, you know, come to the Lord. And just like how you said that you, you know, you were raised up in a in a Christian home and, you know, your parents at that time did the best that they did with what they knew. Yes. Um, But, you know, in actuality, you really weren't saved. Right. You know, you really weren't saved. You just kind of did something out of ritual or out of tradition that everybody did. But. You really had, you know, not given your life to Jesus. But once you did, 
there was a change. And I know I can say, as a, even as a young child, um, I remember when, you know, that change took place when you and daddy got saved because I remember that everything in our household changed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we went through that sanctification process with y'all because there were certain things we could no longer watch and certain places we could no longer go, certain things we could no longer do. But I saw the change, you know, in you. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw the change in you and, you know, you um, took, you know, you asked the Lord how to be those things that you didn't know how to be, even though you were a woman, but you didn't know how to be a wife, a mother, right. you know, and when you ask God, share with the people just some of the things that, that, that God told you about us children, as far as, you know, training us up because you trained us up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, not by just your speech, but by your example. And the reason why we are the way that we are is because we had an example in front of us. And so, you know, those things that, you know, that God told you about taking us to Bible, so, you know, to kind of elaborate mm -hmm. on, on some of those things about what God told you to do for, you know, your children. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, one thing God told me was that to take the, to take the children to church before we were saved, we were sending them. Yes, we'd take them and drop them off. Uh -huh. But to take the children to church, to spend more time with the children, and to train them up, and train them in the things of the house. Like I had to train them how to wash clothes and how to wash dishes and how to keep the the rooms clean. And when they got finished with the toys, put the toys back. And train them up in that when we go to church, that we're not going to be making a lot, lot of noise. Because I know um, one time we went to the uh, church and the lady in front of us gave Paula and Kim some uh, paper and pen. You remember that? Yeah, to write on. Mm -hmm. And I told her, no, they're not going to write. Uh, and I told you guys, if you don't listen, you better act like you're That's listening. Right. That's right. Because you go to school and you sit there and you listen. And it's more important to listen to the word of God. Because I remember when uh, Paula was younger and she said to me, said uh, when we were going to church. Yeah. So she said. About 10. I can't. I don't like going to church. I just don't like being I there. I couldn't understand. I can't I understand, understand nothing he's yeah. saying. <laughs> so I told her, I said, well, then you say, what am I going to get from this today? Mm -hmm. What is going to be said that I can use in my life that's going to make my life better? So she did. She listened and she said that. And this girl has been going strong ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when the children went to church, I didn't allow them to uh, sit by themselves. They had to sit with us as a family so that I could watch them. Because a lot of times children get by themselves and then they'll be talking and making noise. And also with me being the head usher, I told them, you guys got to act right. Because I can't say anything to the other children that's acting up if you guys are acting that's up. That's right. And see, we got to make sure that our own children are acting right because we got to go before God for them. That's right. I don't have to go before God for your children, but I have to go before God for my children to make sure that I raised them up right and that I taught them the things of God. And we tried to live an example in front of them. There was things that they couldn't watch on TV. Uh, there's things that 
they couldn't um, uh, do, you know, some things right. that they just couldn't Certain do. Certain places we couldn't go, even with family. Right. Know, it just, you know, we we lived a Christian, we lived as Christians. We weren't just in, you know, just in saying that, but that we live, we live the life. We live, we're living this life, you know, and we're living this life according to the word of God. And, you know, when you are a Christian, you have to be separate from the world. And you have to, um, you know, take your stance, you know, on things that are not, you know, not right and not pleasing to God. And go ahead, you want to say something? And even when the children get grown, you got to at least tell them what you don't agree with. You still tell me, y'all. I still, still tell, tell my children that this is not the way that the the Bible doesn't say this, you know. I don't believe in... Um, children living together they're not married Mm -hmm. and I will if my children do it I will tell them I you're grown you do what you want to but I'm not in agreement with it Mm -hmm. and God's definitely not in agree with it and um you know just like was it Eli Mm -hmm. the priest you know when Samuel came to tell him that his sons were not were not doing what they were supposed to do they were um messing around messing around in the temple yeah Yeah. and uh he Samuel came, who he had trained Samuel. Right. But Samuel came and told him, and Eli would not listen. So God killed his sons. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he died Eli died. Yeah, he did. So you got to tell your children, even though they're grown, don't put up with them doing stuff that's that's wrong and then talk about someone else's children that's doing it. You got to make sure that they're living right and... If they're not, don't be in agreement with it. That's right. There's nothing you can do about it because they're grown, but you at least tell them and you pray for them. Always pray for your children. Never stop. Never stop praying for your children no matter what they're doing. Now, that's your, that's your, you know, that's your strength is prayer because, you know, I have known you to be an intercessor, Mm -hmm. an intercessor. um, And I can remember as young, as a young child, I mean, we wake up, we'd have oil on our foreheads and. (laughs) We'd wake up in the middle of the night and mama would come in, be coming in the room praying over us and interceding over us. And, you know, an intercessor, you know, that that's a special gift that God gives to people because um, everybody can't do that. Now, we're all called to pray, but then an intercessor is one who, you know, God has given that ability, you know, to do that. And so uh, I'm thinking in particular about a time when, um, Greg and Kevin, you remember when mm-hmm. they were in? Can you share just how, how you had, you know, about that instance? I wanted to share this with you guys. Well, my two sons, Greg and Kevin, Greg is 48 right now. I think so, yeah. And Kevin yes. is like 43 or 42. 44. 44. Yeah, 44. And they were teenagers and staying at home. And God just woke me up and told me to go down and pray for them. So I went down in their rooms and I'm in the room and I just prayed and I prayed in tongues mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to say, did you? No. Mm-hmm. And I prayed and I prayed. Then I went back up and went to sleep. Well, the next day, uh, they dropped me off at work because they wanted to go to the park to play basketball. So they were going to pick me up. When they came to pick me up, I looked in the car. The Holy Spirit told me, look in the car. I looked in the car, and they didn't look right. Mm-hmm. I just saw something that didn't look right. And a fear tried to come in me, but I said, no, no, 
God, you haven't given me the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So I went out to the car, and the whole, on the way out, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do not say anything when you get in there. So I got in the car, and we were going to back out. Greg was driving. Then all of a sudden, Greg just turned around and said, Mama, I just got to tell you. So we were at the park today, and we were playing basketball. And said a guy pulled a gun and said he was going to shoot Kevin because Kevin had fouled him. Mm. I didn't say anything. I was just praying in my spirit. And Greg said that he jumped in front of the guy and said, man, don't kill my brother over a basketball game. And he said the young man just looked at him and then he put the gun down, but everybody else had just ran away because yeah, they saw him come out of the car with yeah. the gun. So, um, and he said, he just put the gun down and left. And I just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for protecting my babies. And the thing of it is, what about if I hadn't got up and prayed for them? And when I prayed, the one thing that I know, I said, thank you, Father God, for your protection over mm-hmm. them and that your angels has have charge over them. Yes. And God just protected them. Yes, he did. And I just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Because of your prayers. Yes. And that's why, you know, when you have that stirring or you have that inkling that, you know, you, you, you follow that because you just never know. You know, you've seen from your example that, oh, my prayers that night before, I was, you know, yes. praying for them, and I see why. You know, and I think God allows us to see that, to say, your prayer, you know, you, you might have been tired and sleepy or what have you, but your prayer, this is what your prayers mm-hmm. blocked, you know. And God has given us the power and the authority to, um, you know, Satan has a plan. He yeah. always has a plan, but he's given us the ability to say, hey, uh-uh, no, not today, not on my watch. Your plan is going to be you know, thwarted. one more thing I want you to share, and this is this is this is really good. I want you to share, um, you know, just your testimony of how God recently miraculously healed you um, mm-hmm. from diabetes. So mm-hmm. I want you just to share that with them as well. Well, a couple of years ago, the doctor uh, diagnosed me with type two diabetes, and he wanted to put me on a pill regimen, mm-hmm. and I said no. I'm not going to do that right now. I said, I'm going to uh, pray about it, and I'm going to see where I'm going from here. So I came home, and I got my two little prayer warriors together, Paula and Kim, <laughs> and we prayed. You know, a threefold card is not easily broken. That's right. And we prayed, and God spoke to me, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and said to call my nutritionist, Camille Gallagher, who is a Christian lady. Mm -hmm. And I called her and gave her everything that the doctor had said concerning me. And my A1C was like Mm 7.9. So uh, she put me on a regimen of supplements and uh, exercise and a diet, a special diet. So... In three months, I went back to the doctor, and all he could say was, wow, <laughs> because it had gone down to like 6.3. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It might have been six months when I went mm-hmm. back to the doctor. 
it was uh gone down to 6.3. And I want to interject and say I was right here and she followed her regiment to a T. She I did not see her slip up. She followed it. She did everything that the nutritionist told her to do and she stayed true to that regiment. The discipline that she had was just just really encouraging. So sorry. Well, one of the scriptures that I really like is obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. And God had told me to call her and to one thing he said, do whatever she tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And then the next time I went to the doctor was six. And, and another thing, one of the, the things I know that, you know, I, that I had said to you was that I said, mom, we're not going to tell them. We're not going to tell anybody. Right. You know, we me Kim, we know it. And we're going to just pray and believe God. Cause sometimes, you know, you start telling people, and you tell the wrong people, and they don't have, their faith is not where you are, and they start speaking doubt. Mm-hmm. And when you're in situations like that, you don't need to hear what other people got to say. You only need to hear faith. Yes. You know, because your faith needs to be, you know, strengthened, because you already got things coming at your mind. Mm-hmm. And so you don't, you know, so that was one of the things that said, you know, don't mention it to anyone. Right. We're not going to mention it to anyone. We're just going to, you know, pray and believe God. And so then, okay. I, I stayed on that regiment. Mm-hmm. And then the next six months, I went to the doctor, and he wowed again. Yeah. But the last time that I had my A1C checked, it was 5.3. Yes. So I called my nutritionist, and she said, hallelujah, <laughs> you do not have type 2 diabetes yes. anymore. That's what she said. You so completely, it was completely, completely healed. Completely vanished it from your body. And I know that once we prayed, I was healed then. That's right. But there was something that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I just thank God that I'm completely healed. Amen. Because just like the Bible says, the believers lay hands on the sick. Yes. And they shall recover. The recovery's up to him. All we're supposed to do is lay our hands. Like we did a podcast on laying on of hands, the importance mm-hmm. of laying on of hands. And we laid our hands on you. And the moment we touched and made that contact, Healing was activated. Yes. It started to take place. And like you said, for everybody, it's different. You know, everybody's is different. For you, you know, you, you did what the nutritionist told you to do, but you were obedient. And God came through. And then you had healing scriptures as well. Yes. That you would you would confess that word, mm-hmm. confessing, you know, the word of God. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that when you're dealing with stuff like that, it seems like every time you turn the TV on, here comes these commercials about, you know, uh, diabetes or the commercial about the pain that you're having, you know, mm-hmm. your body and Satan says, oh, yeah, see, you know, filling your mind with, with doubt. But you got to starve your doubts to death. And you yes. got to feed your faith. And so we just thank God that he healed you and that he has kept you and that he's continuing to keep you. And I just prophesy over you that uh, your latter years will be greater than your former years. Amen. And that you just continue to fight the good fight of faith because you know, that your God is great and your God is mighty. Mm-hmm. And so is there anything else that you want to share? Just that, you know, a lot of times we think just because we go to church that we're saved. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it. We have to believe That's right. that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. And if we believe that, there's certain ways that we're supposed to live. That's right. Certain things that we do, we got to watch what? goes in our eyes, Mm -hmm. in our ears, and what comes out of our mouths. Because we are ambassadors for Christ if we're truly saved. That's right. And a good word that I always, 
is that those who endure to the end shall be saved. And no matter what comes or who goes, we got to stand for righteousness. That's right. And we got to stand up and say that Jesus is Lord. And for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. So be encouraged today. And I thank you, Minister Paula, for letting me come on. Thank you. Thank you. You're such a blessing. And I just thank God for you, all the many things that you do, that God is going to bless you mightily. Amen. And I love you. I love you. I love you more. (laughs) I love you more. Well, we just thank God today for our special guest, for my wonderful mother. Just thank God for the blessing that she is. And she seems like she's a natural, you know. She seems very natural. (laughs) So, but um, I just thank God for her and... um, Today, So I just want to end with a word of prayer. Perhaps you may be a parent and you may be having trouble with your children or you may be just kind of fed up. Sometimes you get fed up with them because they don't act right or they don't act the way you raised them. But you stay, just stay encouraged and know that God is faithful. Yes. And just like as mom shared her testimony that God is faithful to save. God is faithful to heal. God is faithful to protect. God is faithful to deliver. God is faithful. Yes, yes. And you just got to continue to stand on the promises of God. What does the Bible say in Isaiah? I will save your children. Yes. And you just got to continue to pray for your children that their eyes of understanding be enlightened. Don't give up, mothers. Don't give up, fathers. Don't give up on your children because who's going to pray for them if you give up on them? There is no love like a mother's love because a mother will love you even when you are busted and disgusted. A mother will just continue to love you and continue to believe in you. So just be encouraged and know that God is faithful. God is faithful and that God hears the prayers of the righteous. The Bible Mm -hmm. says that he's far from the wicked. He don't even hear them. He ain't even, he don't have time to listen to them, but he hears the prayers of the righteous and say, well, who are the righteous? Those that are in right standing with God. That's why you got to live right so that God can hear your prayers. That's why why I live right so that God can hear my prayers. Mm. God doesn't hear your prayers if you're not living right. You got to live right. And so we just thank God today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for my wonderful mother, Anna Cornette. We thank you for the life that you've given her. We thank you, Lord. You continue to bless and keep her. We thank you for all of those that are listening, for the mothers and the fathers and all those that are listening. That one that may not know you, that needs to truly get saved. Lord, let them come to the knowledge of the truth and be set free. I thank you, Father God, for the prayers, those that are praying. Lord, help them not to grow weary in well-doing, but to know that in due season that they will reap if they don't faint. I thank you for encouraging the listener, Father God. I thank you for the testimony that you have given us lord god that you have that you loved us enough lord god and you tarried with us enough lord god that even in our uncertainties even in our messed up state lord god that you loved us enough and waited on us lord and made provision for us to come to the knowledge of the truth and know you i thank you that each and every person be blessed at the listening of this podcast and father god to you be the glory and the honor and the praise in the mighty name of jesus i pray Amen. Amen. Don't forget that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Revelations from the Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone in your life. Share this podcast on your social media networks. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can find the links to all my pages at my website at www.paulacornet.weebly. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. God bless you and hope you will take time to listen again soon.